Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the Chief Love Officer of LastFirstDate.com. I am the dating, love, relationship, and communications coach for women over 40 who want to attract and sustain a lasting, loving, healthy relationship. We have a fabulous show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with author Yana Stanyo. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. She wrote a book called Rules for Thursday Lovers, and it's about two middle-aged women who feel that romance is passing them by and they decide to collaborate and timeshare a lover. Pretty interesting topic, so I can't wait to hear from her. As a dating coach, it is my mission to help women over 40 recognize the qualities of a good man and learn the skills that make love last. Most women who come to me for support are amazing mothers, and they're successful in the workforce, but they have challenges in attracting the right guys. So if that sounds like you, then this show is perfect for you. Also, this show actually is great for married people and people in long-term relationships because I do have many listeners who really get a lot of great advice about how to keep their relationships alive. But if you are that woman who has struggled in relationships and you're over 40, then I have something just for you. And that is a guide that I've created to help you to undo the mistakes that you might have made or are making and don't even realize it. Um, And you'll be able to turn those mistakes around and, and attract somebody wonderful into your life. And I would love for you to, to grab that free guide, um, the three mistakes that midlife daters make and how to turn them around to find lasting love. So if you'd like a free copy, all you have to do is go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up on my homepage because I want you to go on your last first date. Today's show is sponsored by audible.com. They are a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information you can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you like. And if you sign up at audibletrial.com forward slash last first date, that's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date, you will get a free book and a 30-day free trial. Now I would like to introduce our special guest today. Born in Zimbabwe and educated in South Africa, Yana Stanyo enjoyed an artistic and eclectic start to life. She graduated in English and Drama at Cape Town University, and she was politically active. She joined the anti-apartheid movement where she met her future husband in the middle of a riot. She now lives in London where she practices as an acupuncturist, and she's an artist and a writer. She has written several plays and short stories, and this book that we're going to be talking about today is her first novel. So join me now as I interview Yana about her new book, Rules for Thursday Lovers, a story about midlife crisis and time-sharing a lover. Hello, can you hear me? I can, yes, perfect. Oh, fantastic. I've given up Skype. (laughs) I'm talking to you on the phone. Okay, (laughs) Um, good. I'm glad we had an alternative. Thank you for having me on the show. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm so happy you're here, and I love hearing your accent. And (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> did I pronounce your name correctly? Is it really strong? Is it is a strong well, English, strange accent? Well, you're so it you're South African is. and English, right? You're you're a yes, mix. yes, yes. I'm a strange um, colonial mix. <laughs> Yes. That's a beautiful accent. Um, thank you. Thank well, so is yours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> to me, it's so, very exotic. Oh, well. Yours. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. It's so funny how we all have different perspectives on how we all sound. And, um, and and I think also people don't realize there are so many different regional accents across England, across Africa, and mm. a lot of times foreigners just think of one accent for an entire region. Mm. And just like in mm. America, we we have our southern accents and we have our accents that sound a little French and mm. different mm. influences yes. from different places, right? Yeah, it's exciting. lovely. It's lovely, the richness of all of it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Imagine if everyone spoke the same, like a sort of uh, automaton. It would be awful. That would be awful and really boring. Um, and so yeah. I, I related to your story for a number of reasons, and I just want to say, yeah. um, but also to your life story, because I'm also an artist um, who has ah. had several careers. Um, yeah, art was my first career. And ah. uh, so I painted just like you, and um, so I can ah. totally relate to your artistic soul. And I love that you, you wrote a novel. So so let's talk about yeah. this novel, since we're here to talk okay. about it. Um, okay. So how did you think of this interesting idea about somebody time-sharing a lover? What, what made you come up with this idea? I know. Well, I was talking to a very dear friend who was very, very down in the dumps. She was midlife. Her husband wasn't noticing her anymore. Her job wasn't going anywhere, but her kids were just about to leave, there was no romance, there was no joie de vivre. She had nothing to look forward to. So I do have a French mother, so this might explain my thought. And I thought, well, I said to her, look, why don't you just take a lover? And she said, oh, no, I'm too busy, I don't have time. I said, you don't have time? Well, timeshare one then. And as I was saying it, the hairs rose at the back of my neck, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. For a story. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I haven't seen her for a while, so I hope she hasn't taken my advice. I can't <laughs> tell you that. But this that would be her story if there was one. But this is my my story, my fiction, my novel, Rules for Timeshare Lovers. Uh, so but this is what I invented from the idea. So you mentioned that your mother's French. Is that and yeah. then you went right into that's kind of sounded well, like and that's why I suggested a lover. <laughs> is is that yeah. a common well, it's thing? It's the sort for of French? thing I would think automatically if life somehow I must have got it on my mother is that don't you know you don't divorce somebody you don't you just try some spice a little bit of spice that's why I thought mm. of it for her. Mm-hmm. So uh, it came to my mind, and that's why I thought of it. I, I think in a very English context, it's probably a little outrageous, and probably in a, a U.S. context, it might be even more outrageous. But I'm <laughs> I'm justifying my uh, idea with the idea that my mother was French. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that, and I, I don't think it's so outrageous. I mean, it it certainly okay. is not. It's not de rigueur, but. I do think it's shocking enough and interesting and compelling enough to get people to read it. Um, Mm. Because I do think people have midlife crises 
very often. Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, this, well, I would say more than a crisis, I think many people today have a midlife awakening. They they awaken yes. to possibility. And I, I I certainly went through that when I realized that I had to get a divorce to be able to live yeah. the life that I wanted to live. And yeah. um, and there's so much possibility out there. And a lot of times we give all of that up to please other people. And so suddenly yeah. it becomes, oh, now it's my time and what do I have to look forward to, which is kind of what you were yeah. explaining yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yes, I think that I think also that there's a there's a, a gender or, or a gender difference slightly is that I hope I'm not lambasted horribly for saying this, but I think men have very open midlife crises. They can have a drama, they can buy the new sports car, they can have the you know, whatever. And women, because in my view, they run the world, they have to always be running things smoothly. And so for them. They have the same concerns of, you know, life is short, death is coming, romance is fading, things are aging, and that adolescent dream of of, of excitement and and difference and and life being close and and, and different, it's the same as a man's, but they... They gra- They don't do the crisis so well, and they don't do the drama so well. They, they, they don't take that space. They don't have the time. So this is my little hymn for two women who did do this. You know, they they had each other, so they they took the space to have a midlife crisis in a rather spectacular style in the novel. Mm. So you say they don't have the time. I think I think that. Yeah, they don't maybe make the time because they're so responsible yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they often do other things. They go to therapy or they change, you know, they they, they do classes or they they, they change other things, but they're, they, I think they often feel so responsible for running the world as it is, mm-hmm. for remembering everybody's birthdays, for packing everything properly, for, you know, Paying the bills, and I mean, they, that for them to have a huge interruption of all that is harder, in my view. Yeah, and I think I, don't, I, I have seen. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to just in my own experience with married friends who've been married for a couple of decades. Uh, a lot of them have said, "Well, I have fed into my husband's dreams for his whole life, and what happened to me? Yeah. Um, what happened yeah. to mine?" Yeah. And, and so yeah. some people haven't even identified their dreams. I certainly yeah. hadn't identified mine, yeah. but I knew yeah. there was something. I knew that there was something yeah. in my future I just didn't know yet. Um, but I think you're right that men men do there's there's a lot more acceptance for a man to buy that red sports car with the convertible top and and to yeah. go and have an affair or two and a lot of people forgive that. Um whereas yeah. for a woman it's not as acceptable or as open. You're putting it out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I did too. When I I started to paint, really. I just in 2002 I started to paint because I was writing mm. so many things, scripts of people asking for so many changes. Somebody gave me pencils. My very dear friend gave me pencils for Christmas, so I went to a life drawing class and I just took took off. 
everything sold of mine after about six months and I thought well this is easier than doing scripts where people ask for changes nobody's asking for <laughs> you know the leg to be in a different place or it all to go green or, or anything this is great okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah. taking space it's taking a new space it's That's exploring something new I, I, I love that you started so later later in life to do something, mm. and I kind of I did the opposite. I, I painted my whole life and started writing um, as a in my fifties, and um, huh. and I actually felt the opposite. I felt that in my painting, people would say because I painted furniture for people too, so I did a lot of work mm. on commission. Mm. So mm. I painted in sort of in the same way that you wrote, um, in that mm. I was people were critiquing my painting. But mm. I write for me, and so um, I almost <laughs> never get feedback on my writing. <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah, funny. Yeah, and so I needed to go way right, a little bit from the writing. So I was writing plays and screenplays, paint, and, and then take space, say, with this novel, where nobody's asking for changes. I'm doing this mm. novel this way, and it's wonderful. It's so liberating. Mm. I love that. Nobody's asking so, for the characters to be five years younger or both men. Or And the great thing about this novel is these two people couldn't be men. There is no way mm. they could be cast in anything as men. It's wonderful. Mm. Hmm. So tell us a little bit about the story. I know, you know we know the basic outline of them going off and time-sharing somebody, but can you tell us a little bit more about, about the story? Well, it's about these two women in midlife, and they... They were school friends, and they haven't seen each other for 25 years, and they meet again on a barge in, on the Thames and a timeshare evening. And uh, they're sort of reminded, because they haven't seen each other for so long, they're thrown back a little bit into the memory of their adolescence. And so as they get a little drunk and as they meet another time, and and they kind of fall for each other again in a way. Uh, they decide they want to share an adventure, and time-sharing property is boring, and time-sharing a man, now that, that's what they should do. One of them thinks of this more, a bit more than the other and guides the other one into it, tricks them, and really. And uh, so then they have to really work out where will they find this man that they can share so they do the, you know, they don't do the internet. They do adverts, and then they decide they have to interview these very much. And they decide the best possible place to interview men is the zoo, London Zoo, because well, one of them says, you know, you have to be solvent to get into it. It's rather expensive, and each enclosure, you know, is a defined space, so we can do one every half hour in a different spot, and uh, that is where they decide on the man. And so I have lots of lovely research missions to the zoo, which was heaven. And then they use a flat, a penthouse flat that overlooks, there's a lot of zoo in it, to look out over the zoo. And uh, this is owned by one of the character's husband's friend. And, of course, he gets to know what's happening. Other people get to know what happens. There's a pickpocket at the zoo who gets embroiled in the whole story. And so... There's even as each of them are becoming more and more impassioned, because I'm always very interested in what happens when people take on a bit too much. They take on love and they can't handle it, or any of the big things of life, people take them on without quite knowing, I mean, what they're letting themselves in for. So I love the idea that that passions start to uh, consume people, 
And so one of the characters, the, the, the caring one, is a carer in old age home, and because she's very distracted, she manages to lose a whole lot of old people in Baden-Baden, which is a spa in Germany. And uh, a, an old man also goes missing altogether with his violin and a pair of slippers, and you know, and he becomes a big success. So, so although they're they're distracted by passions, their passions are infecting various other characters that I've invited into the novel to have changes happen to them too. And I'm enormously fond of all the characters in the novel, so I like all of them to have, you know, had something resolved or transformed or changed through the course of passion. That's probably oh. what I'm saying. I love that. Is that enough of a taster? <laughs> yes, I it's think a perfect, so, yeah. It's, a it's perfect, totally intriguing. Sort of, yeah, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, I love them. You, and I, I feel very sad to leave them. You know, I, sort of, you leave them at the end, and they're all there, and it feels sad to leave them there because they're so full of life. Yeah, I know. I hear that you're so impassioned yeah. about your characters and yeah. and the and the, the richness of. I love the old age home and yeah. and the characters yeah. that get lost. I mean, it's just so yeah. full of intrigue and mystery and. And also just like magic, there's like that feeling of yeah, little yeah, magical things yeah. that happen. I love that. And lots of magic. Yeah. And, and the, one of the characters, the woman, one of the women makes is outrageous hats, which become more and more outrageous as she goes along. And I love her hats. So she has a hat for sort of stranger and stranger occasions, hmm. even a traffic jam hat and an angry hat. That's <laughs> <Her> funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There are people. People I'm attracted to are people who have passion, who, who really mm. have gone after the things that inspire them and make them happy. And unfortunately, we don't have enough of those people out there. But when you find one who's really tapped mm. in, there's something so mm. infectious about that. And mm. um, and mm. it sounds like you've captured that in this book. Oh, I hope so, Sandy. I really <laughs> hope so. <laughs> It'd be nice that it infected people with passion as well. The book did. Wouldn't that be nice? It would. Um, the people who read it. Yeah. We might have to have a health so, warning on the book. That'd be fun. Right. <laughs> what would you say? What would your warning say? <laughs> yes. In danger of infecting you with passion. Treat you know. Mm-hmm, treat I carefully. <laughs> I think that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> Hurry up and put it on. <laughs> 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 so, so let's talk about the actuality of time-sharing a lover. And um, what, do you think that that would be a good idea in real life? Well, I, I, not personally because um, it didn't feel I sort of didn't feel for me. But I think there are certain circumstances that it could be a good idea. Well, it's certainly a wonderful idea for comedy and it's a wonderful idea for novel. But, you know, if 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 somebody is well, you'd have to consider doing it with a very very good friend. And may then I think you would have to have a lot of very unbreakable rules in place. Uh, for instance, um in all circumstances it, it must be fun. That's the first rule of my novel anyway. Anything different to that, stop. Um, and 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 I think it could bring joy and excitement to women who who are too busy and over committed to try dating a man on their own. I thought, 
you know, because I think dating is is so tricky and precipitous that it might be nice to share that with a friend in an equal and uh, rule-driven way. It might be an interesting, you know, somebody could run an agency in just that because you'd always have somebody to talk to about it, wouldn't you, who shared the same dreams, disappointments, uh, excitement. It, it could work. I personally wouldn't run the dating agency that did this or do it, but <laughs> I can see it working. I think if anyone is thinking of doing this, I'd love to hear from them, but could they please read the novel first just to see all the things <laughs> that could go wrong? <laughs> this is anyone I out there. can't picture it at all. I, I have to say that... You um, can't? No, and I'll tell you why. I, I think mm. that... Um, in my experience and the experience of the clients that I work with, uh-huh. that as casual as you would like to be with a man, uh-huh. um, it, uh-huh. once you slept with somebody, it's really hard to not be attached. There are hormones that get released. We can't really help mm. ourselves unless we're really not attracted, and then how long could it last? I mean, mm. so mm. If, if you're starting to release bonding hormones and you are forming some attachment. I mean, I, I, I have had clients who say, I am totally not into this mm. person. He's attractive, mm. but I'm I'm fine with casual sex. And mm. then the next day, when he doesn't call back, she says, mm. what happened? What did I say wrong? Mm. What did I do wrong? He didn't like my body? Mm. What would I... You know, and then mm. they're devastated. So, yes. um, and yes, it's happened I, I after think, I, I a few years. You, you're you know? right, yes. Yes, I think that probably is right in... Uh, 99.9% of all cases. I'm, I agree with you, really. But it, yeah. and I, I'm a little bit in love with the idea because I just love working with it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's pretty tricky. Yeah. But it yeah, heals. No, I think it's a fun drama. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. drama. It's it's a great thing to picture. I just think mm. in reality, um, I think if We're you not, had started out with a good no. friend, you'd probably kill her by the end. Yeah. Um, you would. Yeah. You know, you could. Yeah. probably, you know, lose a friendship in the process. And, yeah. um, and it's, you know, and I do think, though, that sharing dating with others is important. And I used to have a, a partner who I used to walk with that we yeah. both got divorced around the same time. And and yeah. we used to share our dating experiences on our walks together. I think that's and, great. Yeah, and I, I encourage all people to do that. I, I I have a group of women who meet virtually every month, and we have a Facebook group yeah. that's private and secret. Yeah. And it's just for that. It's like, hey, this happened to me. Oh, my God, it happened yeah. to me, too. And yeah. here's, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm going to support you here. And so it's not yeah. something yeah. you do alone or with shame. And, um, yeah, and exactly. if you want, you know, but, and then people who do have affairs, and I know people who have, um, they mm. also have shared their experiences with me and, and mm. Um, mm. you know, and talked it out so that, it, mm. you know, you, you just have a, a place to feel accepted or work things through because it's hard mm. to do on your own. Mm. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's terrific that there's a place, you know, on your website or whatever that people can have a, a collective, of, a collection of experiences and inform each other. I once had a very long answer machine message from somebody who was dating for the first time for a very long time and she put her back out while in the sex with the, in the sex and there was this long I, I got it two days later it was too late but she basically what should I do now I'm stuck I can't move mm. can you come can you call me? you know so Hi. it was a pity that I was the only person she could call 
and it was a hilarious mm-hmm. answer machine message for later, but at the time it was <laughs> right. terrible. Yeah. I yeah. have given it to her. I mean, you know, she has as a memory of this particularly disastrous date where she put her back out. <laughs> and the that's man was not very helpful. Well, yeah. <laughs> that That's obvious because she had to turn to you. Yes, exactly. Um, which is so great me, yeah. information. Right. Dump. <laughs> Dump the dude and go to your girlfriends. But yeah, yeah and, and a lot of exactly. people don't feel comfortable talking to anybody. And I, I have seen mm. this even with my clients. They something happens and mm. they hold it inside and they beat themselves mm. up and they say, "Why did I mm. do that?" Instead mm. of reaching out. And so sometimes mm. I will challenge them and I'll say, "Your responsibility right now, this week, your homework is to go mm. and contact two friends and." Set up time to talk to them and just tell mm. them you want them to listen and not judge you. And if you don't mm. have friendships like that, then you've got to go find them and create them because mm. we all mm. need friends that we could just be ourselves and not be mm. judged. Yeah, uh, that's right. And that's one of the reasons I also wanted to write this book. I wanted, I, they asked me why this book, and I said I, I want that if somebody does something so outlandish as to attempt this, and you know them and you love them, just just don't judge them. Just don't judge them at least until you can hear their heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that's, that's and good, all the characters in this do, this outlandish, but they're all attempting something, they're all seeking something, all searching, and, and we have to respect that and, and, and admire it, really, because a lot of people don't. They don't try, they don't attempt, they don't even ever risk failing. Yep, and then they stay really safe and boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they think they have control over their lives, but they don't really. But we won't, we won't tell them. Um, you know, I, we've been watching a show called Doc Martin. Have you ever watched that? No, but it sounds good. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It I think yeah, it's a British show. It's I think it was originally on. Could have been BBC. A much I don't I don't remember mm. where it originated mm. from. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Master could uh-huh. be a masterpiece theater, but it's on yeah. Netflix now and Amazon Prime, yeah. and and it's it's very much like the characters you're describing. The the people live in a place called Port Wen in in uh-huh. England, and uh-huh. it's this hokey town, and everybody is crazier than the next person and but they're all <laughs> oh, endearing wonderful. and charming yeah. and yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean it's just yeah. you you think there's lead in the water or something because people <laughs> can't be this crazy. But they are. Yeah. Um but oh. but there is something really lovely. Like this the guy is a doctor and he comes to this town and um and he has kind of an Asperger's type of personality and yeah. that yeah. just tells tells it like it is. And yeah. The doctor they had before wasn't very competent, but he invited people in for tea. And so they all yeah. think they're going to just come and talk to him. And he's like, yeah. do you have a real medical problem? Otherwise, get out. <laughs> and so, um, but it's just, it's just charming. I, anyway, we're getting off topic. But um, So let's, no, let's talk I'll, about I'll look after it. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts about mm. it. Um, mm. Mm. So we and, only have a and we, left. you know, we watch um, Breaking Bad. I love Breaking, you know, all the wild, oh, all that fabulous stuff. It's fantastic, it's wonderful. Yeah, that's a great yeah. show. Oh. And, um, and Curb Your Enthusiasm is my favorite. I love that. Which the one? Larry David. Larry David. Oh, Larry Curb David. Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Crazy sense of humor. Um, mm. <laughs> so. 
to just close with the last few minutes. Mm. Um, mm. What what would you like to um, leave? What kind of message would you like our audience to take away besides the fact that they shouldn't judge if anybody does anything outlandish? They should just be curious and be open. Mm. Um, mm. What else would you like to leave our audience with? Well, I would like people to 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 let a little passion into their lives, to 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 try things, to never be frightened of failing. To um, yeah, let that absurd thought take root, and, and but the, ma- the most important thing of all is to share it with a friend. Mm. You know, because no good doing something absurd all by yourself. You you need an audience, a friend, a mate, a, a somebody. So, some version of time sharing or some version of sharing your passion is something I would advocate, but possibly not in this particular way of the novel. But um. In any other way, in any way, just 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 let you know. Life is sweet, but very short, and so if it isn't working, try something different slightly, or change it, or 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 take another brush and use another color. Just mm. that. I love it. <laughs> Good message to take away. Um, <laughs> Take another Thank brush you. and use another color. <laughs> um, yeah, I can totally relate to that <laughs> metaphor. Um, and so people can find you. On, you have a new website, I saw. So can you just give out yeah, your website? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have www.yana y a n a hyphen words w o r d s dot com. Excellent. You can find me there. The book is coming out on the sixteenth of July, and it's pre-orderable now. It's rules for Thursday lovers, and um, it, you can get it on Amazon or order it from a bookshop or anything, really. Or it's there. I tried myself. It's so exciting. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thank you so much, Yana, for coming on the show, and good luck with the book. And thank, thank you for inspiring you, us you to so try something new. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having you. me. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, have a great day, everybody, and thanks for listening in today, and hope you go on your last first date very soon. Bye-bye.